0: Once again in the dark, dark woods, along the dark, dark path, we're wearing our usual witchy garb. Okay, this an is an old bedsheet that we've wrapped around our naked bodies. Mm-hmm. And, of course,
1: a dunce cap with a no, very pointy top. No, I listen, you already touched on the whole dunce cap thing when I talked about it. When I said that witches hats are pointy and you said it was a dunce cap, and I explained that those are white and the witch's hats are
0: black. Well, this is a dingy dunce cap. All it's I'm it hanging around for a while in you the you smoky are, room. You're hitting the, the same smoky notes room. get
1: it again, and I gotta be honest, it feels like you're hitting both the garb and the hat. With part three here, it feels like you're, you're playing two different games, Tyler. Uh, excuse me, I think <laughs> you witch need Tyler.
0: Your witch, Zalvin, your naked body is exposed because you're not holding up your sheet. As goody we. Zalbin,
1: you put on... Uh, I'm Goody Zalbin. You are Goody Zalbin. I'm Goody You are a bad goodie. I had a bit of dissociation there. My name is Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And this is the Chilling Podcast of Sabrina, and this is the podcast for Part 3, Chapter 24 the hare moon, and just to specify, it's spelled H-A-R-E, like the rabbit, not H-A-I-R, like the thing on all of our heads. Just
2: to specify, it's season three.
1: It wow. is not season three. I can't. We, are we going to do the same time speed? Yep. Okay. Well, uh, you're off the podcast. Uh, but it is not season three. It's sure part is. three.
2: It's season two. The first half of season two is called part three. Yes. It's not too late. They can wreck on that crazy bullshit. Let me be honest. I sort of feel two. like
0: you're both wrong. Um, I uh, I love saying hair instead of rabbit. <laughs> Do yeah? you? Yeah.
1: Oh. Let's, let's class it up a little bit. Oh, okay. I had rabbits as pets growing up, so I think I know what I'm talking about. Really? Did you? Yeah, I did. How well, many? Don't say rabbit. Say two. hair Bunny? Uh, they were bunnies. They were lop-eared rabbits. Ooh. Lop-eared is down-eared. They were very cute. What were their names? Uh, Sniffles and Zoe. Oh, my God. I, I got to be honest. Sniffles was my pet, and then I left for college, and they got Zoe, and I was like, what the fuck is this rabbit? Who's wow. this new rabbit you got in here to Ooh. replace Sniffles? Uh, well, they didn't replace Sniffles. They no replaced sn- you. <laughs> oh, did they replace me with a <laughs> bunny? Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it kind of felt like that sometimes. You
0: have a lot of hair qualities. Uh,
1: I <laughs> don't have a lot of hair. All right, let's get into the recap for Sabrina so far, part three. So Sabrina Spelman has freed her boyfriend, Nick Scratch, the OG bad boy, which we're definitely yes, going to loop back he to. is bad, bad, bad. She even says it in
2: this episode. He That's does. what I loved uh, about that. I
1: don't want to say I think we're forcing the hand of the writers of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, but. I think we
0: are. Yeah, we got our hand on the wheel a little bit when it comes to the bad boy nature of <laughs> my man, Nick Scratch. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, my
1: God. So Nick Scratch, the OG bad boy, he has been freed from hell, but there's been a price. Nick is dealing with some serious PTSD due to having a Lucifer trapped in his body in his flesh, Acheron, and is hurting himself, using drinking a lot of absinthe and using a lot of torture sex demons down at Dorian Gray's Bar for witches. Uh, meanwhile, Sabrina has agreed to become queen of hell. Info she hasn't really shared with everyone yet. Uh, she's also on a quest for the unholy regalia, three mystical objects that sexy mud man Caliban is also searching for. Doesn't play a lot of this episode, no. surprisingly.
0: Yeah, odd that they were like, there are three objects. and this episode, you're dealing with one of them. But the quest continues <laughs> At another time, yeah, yeah, we're dealing with take a time
2: uh, out in the middle of the quest. Listen, that happens. Also, Sabrina was mad casual about this the whole time.
0: You think they did the whole Lord of the Rings quest in like one week? No, they took vacation. Why did they have a round table? They
1: weren't like requesting all the time. They're like, gotta go back to our table.
0: Exactly. They were playing beer pong on that table. Absolutely. That's what. That's why it was round, so two games could happen at once.
2: Yeah, that's insane. That's Uh, true. And look it up.
1: Lilith, who is still in the form of Sabrina's teacher, Miss Wardwell, is advising her in hell. Also, Sabrina saved a little girl from an evil ice cream man, and when Lilith returned the little girl, she told the mom her name was Mary Wardwell, because they look the same. So that plays it a little bit this episode. Sure does. Uh, Sabrina's human friends, Roz, and her ex-boyfriend, hold on to that for later, Harvey, are getting hot and heavy. And Roz, by the way, has a psychic vision power called The Cutting, while Theo, Sabrina's other friend, has been romancing a new guy named Robin Unfortunately, Robin turns out to be working for an evil carnival that's come to town called Dr. Carcosa's Carnival. Uh, They worship the old gods and seem to have their eyes on various townspeople in Greendale. Yes. Again, we'll get more back to that in a second. Over at Witch School, Aunt Zelda has taken over, but the coven seems to be losing their power. She's super stressed. She's very stressed out. She's been lashing out even more than usual at everybody. And Hilda, on the other hand, having a good old time. She was proposed to by her boyfriend, who is Gaeta from Battlestar Galactica, and has some serious friction that is building with Zelda. She also has been
2: doing some great writing. Some great, very
1: sexually charged writing. Some erotica. Uh, Pete is waggling his eyebrows at us right now in Mm. the grossest possible way. Well,
0: Pete is also an erotic
1: author. Yes.
0: Uh, Tell Mm. us, what are some of the titles of your books, your erotic thrillers? Uh, Fuck you. Yes,
1: that's, a good, uh, that's one. a good one. Fuck you, good night. Is that yes. what it is? <laughs> uh, punish me, Frank. <laughs> that's a good punish one Punish me, well. frankly. Yes. A uh, couple of other quick things uh, before we wrap up here and get to the episode. Uh, Ambrose is Sabrina's, Sabrina's cousin. He's good at research. Prudence is her frenemy, and she has two sinisters. Uh,
2: Agatha and the most important character of the show... Dorcas. Oh, my God. Dude, I as soon as I watched this, I've thought of you. Oh, my gosh. Dude. Makes dude. sense. Whoop. I thought of you, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. I don't know what we're going to do.
1: I, I, I don't know either. We're going to have to talk about this. We're going to yeah. have to break this down. Hopefully, you guys are strapped in for a three to five hour podcast. Yeah, because yep. gotta-
0: Dorcas got deuced. <laughs>
1: Dorkus got the what? What? Deucid? Deuced? Yeah. Meducid? Like oh Meducid, not yeah. Deuced. Like, we're we're medu- calling it Deuceid.
0: <laughs> she got Deuceid. She got deucid. dropped she got Shout out. No, no not Deuce, it's Deuced. Meducid. Yeah, she got Medusa. You were
1: just kind of missing the bell. Can we, we no, stop saying a, this? A one? cool
0: way of saying it is say deuced.
1: Yeah, which could also be twinned, like the show The Deuce on HBO, where there's two James Francos.
0: Wow, long walk around the barn.
1: <laughs> 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 uh, also, Lucifer is currently in the body of Witch School's misogynist former headmaster, Father Blackwood, who is tied up into the basement. Uh, last little bit of business that we do touch on here, which is kind of bockers that we talk about. Uh, there was a bunch of witch hunters Mm. Who turned out to be angels? Who popped in at the end of last season? Uh, yes. We kind of thought they were all dead, except one of them uh, was. This was kind of left dangling. Yeah, and I completely forgot about it. He attacked Jorian Gray at his bar. We never quite found out what happened to him. We find out this episode. What's yeah. going on? Very cool. Yeah, which is was was very, very deep.
0: way to use the whole buffalo when it comes to storytelling.
1: I I know you're joking about it, but no, I'm is, I'm not. Yeah.
0: I mean that seriously. Like, yeah. what a great thing to remember and use in such a creative way in this episode.
2: Um, also, they go to Riverdale, but we don't get any fucking Riverdale. That was last, last episode. episode Pete. Oh, sorry. That's yeah, all right. Pete watched two episodes in a row to catch up. Yeah. Uh, so expect
1: much more of that. Yeah, I was super
2: it. pissed about that. You can't go to Riverdale and not get anybody from what Riverdale. Did you what did you want out of that? Because we talked about it. And we were like. Anything,
1: I think you made the point pretty validly, Justin, that with that, if, like, Cheryl Blossom walked in it was like, what were you harpies doing near my maple trees? Right. That takes over the it entire
0: thing. It would ruin episode. the whole
2: thing. It would not ruin it. It would give us a taste of greatness that is Cheryl. But your favorite character from Riverdale was in the this epi- this last episode. The sign. Yeah.
0: The sign. The you love the pet. sign. You love the
2: I, sign. I, I just give me Errol, uh, Cheryl peeking out at the tree. Cheryl Errol? It was, She's about to shoot him with an arrow, but then doesn't. That's uh, all.
1: I see why you said arrow. You were mixing up Cheryl and Arrow. Yeah.
2: <laughs> which I ship pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, I, just give me something, man. Don't go to Riverdale. Don't have it be Riverdale. Then
0: I'm going to record. Where a ver- would you want
2: them to go? <laughs> I don't care. But if you're going to go to Riverdale,
0: give me a little. Give me a little taste. Maple syrup. <laughs> give me a little taste. The little taste of maple syrup. That's yeah. I wish got. they
1: went to Vermont.
0: Uh, you know, what? I'll just I'll record some Jughead VO and lay it over the whole scene, so you can feel like something happened there.
1: Good. Thank you. There's a mystery that's yeah. bubbling below the surface. But meanwhile, Archie is starting to do bocce. All right. <laughs> Let's kick into this episode because so many things, as usual, yes. happened into this episode. Uh, we opened up at Roz and Harvey. They're getting hot and heavy. They are going
0: hard at it.
1: Harvey... Doesn't have a shirt on,
0: shirtless Harvey. There were like, I mean, I, I don't know what the ab count. We do an ab count on every episode. Of yeah, this of shirt. course. High. Everybody High up after. in the twenties. <laughs> yeah, that's we were, a lot. Of saw, abs. He's got a lot that's, of abs. That's abs on abs. No, I'm talking about abs throughout the whole. We got no. abs on. We got abs on Harvey. We got abs on Nick. We got abs on Sabrina. We got abs on Black. We got abs all over the place.
1: Yeah, yeah. Dorcas abs. The abs. There are like 40 abs in this episode. Yeah. They Safe. should call the show The Chilling Adventures of Abs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so they're going to go hot and heavy. Uh, and Roz says her dad, who is a preacher, who coincidentally is also Josie's dad, though we don't talk about that, yeah. uh, is out of town in Vegas and uh, says, hey, why don't we you know, get together? What do you think? What if, what if we finally go all the way tonight? And uh, just as that happens, a snake lady passes by. Yes,
0: as you do. I think um, Harvey is scared of, of losing his virginity. Yes. And we talked about this um, a little bit last episode when it comes to uh, how we, what we think this season is about. And I, I made the point that like this feels like it, it's firmly in the Nick and uh, Sabrina world, and Harvey and Roz are in their own world. This episode changed my whole opinion. Of yeah, it. yeah, it changed the game. Because here's what I think we're heading towards. Um, later on the episode, um, we uh, are reminded that Sabrina um, ha- is still a virgin as well. I think we're heading toward Harvey and Sabrina losing their virginity. You think we're headed towards a bang sesh? That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking.
1: Right. Well, I'm that's the. Sorry, that's a technical filming term.
0: Yes, exactly. That's what uh, it, it's a certain lens you need to, for a bang sesh. Right. When the
1: writing staff in a writer's room, mm-hmm. uh, they look up at the board, all their note cards, and they're like, "All right, we got the inciting incident." Uh, we've got the uh, Mont. Where, yeah. yeah. where does the where does bang Sash go? Uh, yep. it's
0: not. Yeah, it's called, uh, there's a great book called Save the Bang Sesh. That mm-hmm. came William out, Goldman, so, right? Yeah, yeah
1: it.
0: <laughs> uh, the hero's journey
1: toward a bang well, sesh. what do you think? Just uh, totally seriously, what do you think? Are we headed towards a bang sesh? I
0: mean that serious. <laughs> I do mean that seriously as what I think the season's building well, toward and it makes a lot of sense.
2: But I agree with you in the fact that this episode really changes the dynamics that we thought we were having going into this season because it, uh, uh, the surfer dude who is uh, the hell prince, yeah. Uh, he, uh, and I thought this in the first episode because he was nice to Sabrina for no reason that there could be a possible relationship there. And Nick, the bad boy, calls it out because he knows a bad boy when he sees a bad boy. Bad boys and, to see bad boys, yeah. So he was like, Oh, shit, this is happening, and he proved himself very unworthy to be. Too in bad. Sabrina's bad, yeah. He's too bad. Sabrina so bad boy. if Sabrina's having second thoughts. And old Harvey is having second thoughts of bringing them together. Oh, you're
0: saying Nick put himself to be too
2: bad. Yep.
0: I don't know about that. Yeah. I think we're going to see a lot more um, uh, Nick and Sabrina. Um, and no, I'll you
2: s- can't have Nick and Sabrina after Nick went off and well, uh, had some fun with the sex demons and got wasted.
0: Well, I guess we'll see.
2: I mean, that's not how witch society works, though. So
1: Sabrina actually seems surprisingly cool with everything that goes on.
2: Yeah. Well, she realizes he's been dealing with the w- a lot, which is great, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Uh, but he's abusing that trust. Oh, Well, yes. well let's talk, we
0: can talk about that later uh, once we get there, perhaps. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, all right. Let, let's jump into it. Actually, we are on the Nick thing because that's what happens next. Uh, so Nick is about to drink a potion. He's about to put, like, a little dab of it. On his tongue, yeah. and that Sabrina astral projects in, invites him to a cheerleading flash mob, and he ends up drinking the whole bottle whole thing there, which
2: was weird because we didn't never knew what that was or what what that does it's, it's very rare to drink something that comes with an eyedropper, sure because you really
0: that means you're on the hills to use a very little do you bit, think they're they? eyedrops? maybe that's what he's, he's just like what yeah. what will make me feel better?
1: Well, yeah. I think if you drink the eyedrop solution, it eventually works. It's way up to your contact lenses. Is
2: yeah. that how it works? That's how you I don't sneak wear up. Context. That's how you
1: sneak up on them yeah, exactly. from the inside.
2: They say if you can't take <laughs> Paisine, you should drink it.
0: Yep, if they say. If they you can't say. take yeah. Paisine, you
1: get out of the kitchen. Yeah,
2: you know what <laughs> that's about. what they say. Oh my God. You don't <laughs> wear contacts?
1: You have glasses? Yeah, I just have glasses. You, you look at my face like almost every oh, day. Oh, I know, but a lot of people have. Uh,
2: no, it creeps me out. I don't want to put stuff in my eye. You? Yeah, I used to do contacts for a long time, but no more. Wow, nice. Oh, what happened? I got, you know, it's extra extra work. Nice. Not like glasses. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah. Not
2: that much work. Glasses. Uh, (laughs) So uh, then
1: we cut over back to Harvey. Turns out the snake lady from the evil carnival has slept with Harvey's dad. Yeah. And not only that, is wearing his mom's robe... And she's he's like, you're wearing my mom's robe. And he, she's like, do you want me to take it off? Wow. That's the extended cut. That no show. Show. <laughs> um,
0: and if we remember from the previous episode, um, she was like, I can taste the innocence on Harvey. Um, and so I don't know, maybe she didn't say taste, but there, she, <laughs> I can we got to get this innocence. So I think he's the target there. And, and poor it, dad is. In the middle.
2: And it does feel like what she's doing Poor here. Poor dad. As long as he doesn't get turned into stone, he's doing eh, all Yeah, right. he's good. He's been yeah. already drugged with magic, so he's
1: doing yeah. absolutely fine. Uh, she also points out, she's like, I know what you're about to do with Roz. I know what's going on with you. In not straight out, but very strongly intimates it, and I think what she's doing gets to the point that you're making, which is he feels very uncomfortable about his sexuality, yeah. and because of that, she is preying on that both with with all three things, with sleeping with his dad, with almost taking off the robe, and then bringing up Roz. She's just making him uncomfortable about the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so that's what's going on with her. Then we cut over to the Spellman house again, a classic Hilda cooking sesh. She's making a nice pie, and they're going to celebrate the Hare Moon. And there's a very fun exchange here. Uh, They explain Sabrina is the youngest person in the coven, uh, and she needs to take out the rabbit and walk into the woods and sing a song to celebrate the Hare Moon. And Sabrina's like, we have a holiday where we literally eat a member of the coven. Why are we like, yay rabbits for the Scring? And they're like, I don't worry about it.
0: I thought that was very funny. I also think it's absolutely crazy that they're like, Hey, Sabrina, I know you have a lot on your plate, but we need you to also be this
2: rabbit. Right. Like, give her a break. Yeah, yeah. Sabrina's got so much going on. She has no. so much
1: going on. When you were a teen, which was one or two years ago. Exactly. Uh, did you have this much going on?
0: Yes. I was on <laughs> I the, believe that about you. Uh, <laughs> I was um, a member of the uh, golf team. Uh, sure. In no, my no, very no. small country town. The fact that we had a golf course is insane. Um so yeah, that's about it.
1: It does it doesn't seem like a lot. Nope. There are points to be perfectly it was like honest, ruling a like, This is an insane amount of things that Sabrina is doing at the same time. And then I do think back to my high school experience where it was like, All right, you have all of school, then you have an after school activity, then you go home, you do your homework, you watch a bunch of TV, you eat dinner, and there's still hours to go at that point. Yeah. It feels like what? Still hours to go after all that? Yeah. Yeah. I used to do my homework in like 15 minutes. Oh, homework, was, homework was easy. Fuck you. It's just because I'm fucking smart. You Bad. fucking <laughs> fuck. Do you know what I used to do, totally honestly? Whenever I'd get a new textbook, I'd run home. I'd open it up on the couch, and I'd read the entire textbook.
0: What? Yeah.
1: <laughs> just for fun. Even what? Even math? Even math. You would read a I math book? I was just book. so excited about getting a new textbook.
0: Wow. Wow. That's cool. Pete, um, what's in your... Now, relate your high school experience (laughs) to that.
2: (laughs) Could you tell me what you were running home to do? Uh, I was made to do my homework, and I would... Get busted for drawing cartoons and stuff instead of doing my homework. Well,
0: let me just say, Pete, if you hadn't done your homework, you wouldn't have gotten into
1: Podcast Universe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is you... funny that we had opposite experiences but ended up at the same <laughs> horrible <laughs> place. <laughs> <laughs> One of us great. went
2: to Cornell, the other didn't. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Same town. Same town. That's right.
1: Uh, all right. Uh, so then uh, we go over to Miss Wardwell. The Lost Girl's mom comes in and gives flowers to Miss Wardwell. Well, that's
2: where we did a uh, plug for edible yeah, arrangements. Yeah, it's not
1: flowers. That was an edible uh, arrangement. An edible it was a, oh, arrangement. How Jesus, do me. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry.
0: That's a, like flowers times 10.
1: Yeah. It's fl- you flowers. You can eat like- flowers. Do you know the reason I, I missed it is because it wasn't one of those new chocolate covered strawberries that have oh, a little don't uh, you tumor talk of about the bananas in it? Mm. Oh. Wait, have you eaten that? Yeah. Ugh. Why are
0: you no, guys it awful. awful. Why are you guys eating edible arrangements? Dude, chocolate covered strawberries <laughs> is
2: the He's best. He's on an thing. edible arrangement diet. <laughs> yeah. He has it yeah.
0: three
1: meals a day. Wow.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> they're fruit. really gross. It's, what? It's like eating
1: yeah. good Wait, don't
0: spoil it. What's uh, it? What is it,
1: edible arrangement? It's fruit.
0: All I know about is it's edible. <laughs> it could be anything. You told me it's fruit. It's fruit. The whole thing's fruit. Yeah,
1: I can just go get fruit. Yeah. But have you had one of those strawberries with banana tubers in them?
0: Yeah. Ugh,
1: so gross. It looks Not awful. gross.
0: Let me ask you: Is delicious. it delicious? Is the fruit really well
2: arranged?
1: Yes. Oh
0: man, <laughs> would they really arrange it well? The so arrangement well. is what you're talking about. Yeah. It's but like you a gotta symphony. get it.
2: You can't get it after it's been out for a while. You gotta. Oh, get it you early. mean like all food?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't let it sit out like in the sun. Yeah, yeah. your food. Yeah. Oh, That's funny, because I, I eat mayonnaise arrangements. Oh. Where I just set some mayonnaise <laughs> <a> out. <laughs> Stop. Mayonnaise, mayonnaise is the worst. Oh, I love mayonnaise. No way. So, no, what I love more than mayonnaise. Tartar sauce. <laughs>
1: oh, that's <laughs> great. It's got mayonnaise in you got to that out a couple of days for it to really get nice and spicy. That's <laughs> why it's green and <laughs> chunky. Honestly, yeah. tartar sauce is just me.
0: mayonnaise and yeah. relish.
1: Do you know what? I think you two should get together. I think you should dip one of those edible arrangement sticks in tartar with a strawberry with the banana tubers. Into uh, some tartar sauce. Dude, why are
2: you mad at bananas?
1: No, uh, you don't know what I'm talking about. You're just agreeing with me, but you don't know what I'm talking about. There's this new thing that they have where they take a strawberry and then they take a tiny scoop out of it and they put like a little ball of banana or a pineapple and then they cover it in chocolate. Let me ask you, do you follow Edible Arrangements on Instagram or (laughs) or are you just like trolling their new new product? They send out a very nice newsletter. It's mostly poems and a couple of short stories and then they put uh, pictures of fruit. That's great. I don't know why you're mad. That sounds delicious. It looks gross. its I'm sure it tastes fine, but yeah. why do it? Why not just put up slice a slice of banana next to a strawberry?
0: I love the idea that Pete sits down at his office... <laughs> to eat lunch with his coworkers, and he pulls out a full edible arrangement and then slowly eats it not with his hands but just like puts his mouth on it like oh, a yeah.
1: animal. <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining that uh, he keeps it in the fridge for the first half of the day and there's a note like a little post it that says Pete's don't
2: eat. Pete's yeah. lunch. <laughs> Touch
1: and die. Yeah. Uh, so this lost girl's mom gives the flowers to Miss Wardwell. Sh- edible, edible, edible arrangements. edible arrangements.
2: <laughs> you, do we talk about that? Yeah, we did. Do. I don't remember. It's like oh flowers God. Turned up a notch, Alex. <laughs> and you, they're flowers, but you can eat them. It's the best kind of flowers. They flowers should really are, call it that. They should call it flowers plus. Flowers,
0: flowers. <laughs> are just basically giving someone garbage. Yeah. A little right. arrangement. That's a meal or, or it's a three bull, meals. it's eventually garbage. True. Like if, all things. If you leave it out. <laughs>
1: Uh, so she gives her, I want to say, edible arrangement. Thank As you. Yes. And go. you let
0: it sit out to marinate in the air,
1: <laughs> right, Pete?
0: You know, uh, you that's wanna... why
1: you get those delicious uh, black grudgy bits that fly onto it. Mm, mm, flies, yeah. yes. Oh, that's what they're called. Uh, so Miss Wardwell has no idea what she's talking about. Uh, then
2: back to Sabrina, we get a fun little detail. I'm she... starting to feel real bad for Miss Morwell. She's it like, is pretty bad. Yeah.
0: Well, it's also interesting. This is like such a small part of the overall narrative, but it's definitely something they're building toward her. Breaking open the the fact that she is also... That Lilith has taken her shape. But, like, again, we talked about this last episode. Like, what does that mean? What yeah. does
2: this next clue mean? I'm hoping it's going to be, like, Miss Wardwell, like, gets some confidence, maybe gets some powers, and has to fight Madame Satan. It's a Madame Satan off.
0: I do think it will Everybody eventually lead wins. to a confrontation between those two. But Miss Wardwell doesn't have any
1: power. It's definitely of all the ongoing things they have... It's the one that's just sort of bubbling in the background. Well,
2: yes. the thing is, it's like she might get power. You know, maybe she gets angry. Yep. Gets some power. Yeah. Or just some good vitamin C from the edible arrangement.
0: That's the real power. That's the real, real power. There you go. You know,
2: helps fight against the cold and flu season.
1: Exactly. Uh, so then we get a fun detail. Sabrina doesn't know where Nick is. She writes on her hand to contact
2: oh, Nick. What a cool trick. thing.
0: We should do this
2: trick. Yeah, that would be so great. It
0: would be uh, very cool. It's also the same as texting, but it would I be cool. I just
2: put a little note. On my hand, and then you would see it on your hand, and it would say, Stop jerking off. Wow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Oh my God. Uh, And then you just keep going. Then I'd be
0: like, like, New hand to (laughs) who (laughs) this?
1: <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Nick isn't there. He's continuing to down Absinthe and smelling more and more like a good and plenty. Um meanwhile, <laughs> back with Bad and back at Human School, uh Theo is very curious about what's going on with the carnival, what's going on with the snake lady, because Harvey's telling him about it. Theo is like, guys. Let's go investigate. And they're all very excited about it. They're like, yeah, let's go investigate, except for Sabrina, who's like, nah, i got to peace out. Yeah. I've got something
2: else to do. They
0: she, they go a long ways to set up this um, cheerleader flash mob and then instantly bail
2: on her. Uh, she right. has not done one cheerleader activity yet. I'm worried that she's going to get kicked off the she's team. She's bailing on her- thing. She bails on the cheerleader. She's like, you guys, we should
1: be Fright Club. We're going to be sales She bails on her adventure. friends again. She bails on the Spellman. She's bailing on everybody. Yeah. I don't like this, Sabrina. Yeah, me
2: either. Yeah. Also, busy Sabrina, not she a was, good Sabrina. She was
1: supposed to be on our podcast, Totally Bailed. She totally bails. She is our fourth co-host. Oh, uh, don't <laughs> start this stupid bit. That's Shh. about a different podcast. Uh, the other one who bails, though, is Robin, uh, for very good reasons, as we find out later. Who it's kind of good
2: reasons. Well, oh, he's a bad for yeah. him. Yeah. Oh.
1: It's good reasons for him from his
2: perspective.
1: No. Uh, and then Hilda shows up and says, hey, Sabrina, uh, we got to go to a meeting of Spellman's. There's a fun bit there where Sabrina's like, are you astral projecting? And Hilda's like, no, we can't astral project yep. right now. We can't do anything. But
2: Sabrina did earlier.
1: Uh, and Ambrose explains the reason they are losing power is probably because they have offended the Dark Lord.
0: I thought that was very cool. But they, I mean, Pete brings up a good point. They, can, they seem to be losing their powers at a faster rate than Sabrina. Sabrina doesn't feel like she's actually losing her powers at all. Yeah. She right. doesn't seem worried about this in any way. If they've offended the Dark Lord, is he saving power for Sabrina? Yeah, I think or is so, it yeah. just, she is just losing hers. But also, she's the she's queen power. of
2: Hell, so maybe she doesn't lose powers because of that.
0: Well, and I thought they were going to get to that in this episode, but it, they it isn't. She can't bring well, her well, that they, also, they do
2: specify it a little bit, because just to
1: jump ahead here, uh, eventually her and Ambrose decide to go down to hell. Ambrose is very excited about it. Yeah, it's uh, They talk to Lilith, and when Lilith explains, they're like, of course, there's got to be a battery in hell. There's got to be a lake of fire or something that gives hell its power. And what Lilith explains is, uh, Lilith doesn't have power. Uh, hell doesn't have power. It's Lucifer who has the power. Sabrina says, well, what about an me? Angel. I'm half... Because he's an angel. What about me? I'm half Lucifer. And she's like, "Ah, eh, it's polluted and diluted. So I think, to your point, what I infer in that is, yeah, she does have more power. but it, And it's like above a witch, but definitely below an angel, below Lucifer.
2: But well, also, she... Lucifer probably wouldn't take away her powers because it's you know she's still you know queen of hell and stuff. Though she did trap him there,
0: and I I do think though the this connection to heaven I think is so interesting that they're making, and I think it's really um, a uh, portent that they're going to end up going to heaven.
2: Also, it was interesting because they were. Talking about heaven and angels, and they were praying up instead of the usual kind of praying down, which was interesting. Wait, when were they doing that to the moon? They were kind of praying to the moon. Ah, that's ah. true. Um, but also, what's weird is like, uh, you know, every time we've saw like you know, kind of Satan, he's been very braggadocious. I'm surprised he didn't say anything <laughs> to Sabrina. All right, Fergie, but <laughs> but just to be like. You know, like you oh, you fucking you know you can 't get rid of me i i 'm the one who gives you power, you know, like he hasn 't mentioned any you're of talking
0: about when the the Spellmans go to the dark to see yeah. uh dark Lord Blackwood, and he 's got some real uh castaway style hair going on yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah he 's looking crazy they 're switching uh previously, we had switching between Nick and Lucifer now we 're getting switching between Father Blackwood and Lucifer and Lucifer reveals to them that Sabrina is the queen of hell, and Zelda loses her shit. This is great. I love this. Of course
0: she should. I love She says, ruling hell is not a summer job, Sabrina. I thought that was, yes, that's been the issue with everything. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And Zelda is kind of spitting out anyway in this
2: episode. We get a lot of that both through Sabrina and also Hilda. Uh, There was this really fun moment where, uh, you know, Nick is punching Satan, but every time before he gets punched, turns into Blackwood. And it's re- it was really I thought it was really funny.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, that actually happens right after that. As Sabrina heads to hell, uh, Nick sneaks in and starts beating the shit out of Lucifer. Uh, as he finds out later, Lucifer is like, you're not beating me up. You're beating Father Blackwood up. You're beating up my flesh prison. That's not actually hurting me. What you want to do is you want to hurt yourself. And I think that, you know, as much as he is Lucifer... His power, as he's talked about in earlier episodes, and I think aptly so, is he tells the truth. Like, it's yeah. his version of the truth. It's a modified version of the truth. But he is cutting right to Nick's core that ultimately Nick spent this time in hell and he wants to hurt himself more than anybody else.
0: Yeah, and I love the way that takes us later in the story. I think it's weird. Like, I like the idea that they trapped uh, the Dark Lord in Blackwood sort of takes them both off the board. But also it gives them uh, a little conspirators like trapping yeah. the Dark Lord with Blackwood is sort of a mistake. Yeah, you want to trap them. You want to trap the Dark Lord in like Melvin. Yeah. Or another horrible Ooh, character. Melvin.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: Another bad character like no. Dork, like Dorcas. Hold, on. Like Hold on.
1: Hold on. Trap no, the devil no, no. with a real loser. Hey, you watch yourself. If you want to trap him with a loser character, go back to Nick Scratch, buddy.
0: Oh, yeah. I, yo, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's Nick, what
1: I'm talking Nick about. Nick Scratch yeah. is the original bad boy. Listen, here's my uh, holy trinity of characters. Melvin <laughs> What happened to be... I sneezed. Yeah, you just sneezed into your jacket. He's, he's being depowered. I think that was just the biggest the sneeze I've ever...
0: He's being depowered by the Dark Lord.
1: Oh, <laughs> okay. You got to pray to Dorcas, buddy.
0: Yeah. Wait, what was your holy trinity of characters? Melvin
1: Elspeth Dorcas. Let's El- Elspeth? Out.
0: Elspeth. Wow, what a great—I um, don't know—digital series that would be. There's, sure, those characters I'd love to aren't. See that. Those characters aren't going anywhere.
1: Oh man, spin off, spin off, spin off. Listen, Netflix is riding high off the two minutes that everybody's been watching of The Witcher. Seventy-six million people. They announced uh, they can spin off whatever they want. Yeah, Melvin Since Elspeth. When do they and start Douglas.
2: announcing like the view numbers? Yeah, they would do that for a while.
1: Uh, But it's off, like, two minutes of the episode. We're going off on a tangent. Don't even worry about it. Uh, So, yeah. uh, Meanwhile, human friends head to creepy, dilapidated carnival
2: all by themselves without any magical powers. Uh, Except
1: for Roz. They got Roz. Yeah. And
2: Roz, like, trust yourself. Roz, when you see a cunning vision, don't walk right in. Yeah. She's got a... Don't shake it off. Trust yourself. I think that's right, Pete. Yes. So uh, the three of them there,
1: they're like, whoa, this is weird. It's the middle of the day, and nobody's supposed to be at this carnival, but also,
2: nobody's at this
1: carnival. Yeah. Uh, And they get to the snake charmer's lair. Uh, There's snakeskin everywhere. She snakes her way out of the basket, uh, looks at Roz. Roz screams and runs out with Harvey and Theo and at that point, it turns out uh, Robin comes up, Carnival Barker, and Snake Lady are like, thanks so much, Robin Goodfellow.
2: Mm. What there a shitty know. name.
1: That's straight out of Shakespeare.
2: Yeah, but I'm just saying he's not a good fellow. Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. But that's the whole idea. He's named that because he's Trixie. He's a he's Trixie punk. parent. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you do not that should be a fucking red flag. And then... His they, name is Goodfellow? Yeah.
1: Yeah, but they give him their hands if they be friends.
0: Yeah. Everyone's names is that. Robin
1: is there to make amends, right? You know what I'm talking about. I I
0: hear you. I'm a classically trained actor. Of course I know what you're talking about. The end of Midsummer Night's Dream. Yes, thank Um, you. uh, Pete, though, are you saying people's names aren't true to what they like?
2: I'm just saying if uh, I met a new friend and his name was Robin Goodfellow, I would not trust him. You'd be
0: suspicious because you know that names mean the opposite. Like your name is LePage and you hate books.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, So Ross runs out uh, That was a long way around the barn We talked about the Lucifer Blackwood thing Which happens after that Uh, We talked about Ambrose and Sabrina Heading to hell Uh, They realize they just need to find Another angel Which we'll get back to in a moment uh, After they talk to Lilith Uh, And then we get a big scene with Zelda and Hilda Who tells her That Gaeta from Battlestar Galactica proposed to her, and she's like... Dr. C, stop saying that. Gaeta from Battlestar Galactica, and she's like, no, the Cylons are chasing him. You're going to be in serious trouble. You can't get involved in that. That's not what she says. I'm pretty sure that's what she says. That's what
0: I heard. It is interesting um, how they are splitting up the family so directly. Um, In seasons past, I feel like they've split them up in ways that we sort of were easily resolved when this feels like a harder one to yeah. uh, bring them back together from.
2: Well, uh, and it's also weird because you know Zelda was like everybody's leaving me and it was like, well, technically you were first out the door when you were going to marry Blackwood, so uh that is true. I will say there's
1: a really beautiful acting moment for Miranda Otto when Hilda tells her about the marriage proposal. They film it. She's looking towards the camera, not directly into the camera, but towards the camera, away from Hilda, and there's a flutter on her face, As she realizes what's happening with Hilda, she hardens herself up, turns around with a cigarette, and just lashes into Hilda in exactly the right way, talks about Sabrina, how everybody's leaving her and betraying her, but it's fine, I don't care, it's fine. And It's and such a cigarette. It was uh, such a such a good scene from the acting perspective, from the writing perspective. Loved it. It's interesting
0: the way they're positioning. Uh, like everything is changing, and Zelda is behaving sort of like a petulant, like Sabrina in some ways. Where she's I would like, say,
2: like Blackwood,
0: like, well, but he was always nefarious. I, she, Zelda's lashing out because she has nothing to hold on to. Everything's being taken away from her. Her powers, her family, and she's desperately trying to stay on top of things. And is, is they're all behaving a little bit selfishly.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the two ridiculous things that happen next. Uh, so they go to Dorian. They say, oh, you have an angel in the Caravaggio painting. You have him trapped in there because Dorian now. And I do love that this is part of this part like that they've established. Dorian has a bunch of paintings that are just portals to other places. Yeah. That's a fun detail. Pull out that angel Can you tap the blood In that angel And Dorian's like I'm a bartender Of course I can tap anything I can tap
0: anything And as a former bartender I agree you can tap anything
1: Yes Uh, So they do that With Dorian uh, And they leave him there At the same time We get Roz Is shivering And cold And scared And doesn't know What is going on So Harvey runs To get help From Sabrina Uh, But Harvey Encounters Hilda instead
2: And Hilda's like Okay we don't have A lot of magic right now Take this blanket Yeah take a blanket
0: That was fucked That was
2: cold as ice. And then she wasn't like at all being like, saw Sabrina, had a whole chat, and then was like, oh, by the way, your friend's turning into a stone statue. Hours later, probably. That was messed up. Yes. That was the first time I was like, Hilda, are you for real? You're usually the fucking staple holding this whole thing together.
0: A couple scenes later, though, Sabrina has the same reaction. So it's not like she's Sabrina doesn't care either.
2: Yeah, she was like, oh, should I go visit? And she's like, nah. And she was like, yeah, you're right. They're just human friends. No biggie. Yeah. It what was this casualness with their human friends? Yeah, all it was a- weird.
1: Well, I do think it's pointing to everybody is distracted with their own stuff because there are so many insane life or death situations going out at Greendale right now that Sabrina has the entire coven to think about. She has Queen of Health to be thinking about. She's got her cheerleading flash mob to think about. Yeah. She's is, is not like thinking number about Number four that. or
2: five on that list. I think she is thinking about that. She is. No, she's you thinking, gotta about, the she's thinking about Nick, and she's thinking about maybe the coven. That's it. If
1: somebody is off, with that choreography, that video is not going viral. Yeah. And that's a big deal.
0: I've let so many friends turn to stone for the sake of my <laughs> cheerleading
1: career. <laughs> that's cold and tight, man. Hey, uh, I, uh, well, you've got to be willing to sacrifice. Yep. You know. I I'm know. I know uh, So The other crazy thing That happens at the same time Is they're ignoring Roz Is Sabrina is with Dorian And she's like I'm not letting you Out of my sight And then she hears Some whipping And she's like I'm gonna go over here Out of your sight What's real that quick. noise That sounds like uh, A whip hitting the flesh Of my boyfriend's back Yeah Gotta go check that out A little yeah. bit Uh that, she'd be like, whoa, are you whipping somebody in this torture chamber of horrors? Yeah. I don't know, man. But then she does find Nick scratches there.
2: He's being tortured by two sex demons, and she's, of course... Not being tortured. It's what he wants. It's not... Pleasure he's torture. It. Yeah, it's yeah, not, he's not having like, like a little bit of It's not torture a, torture. It's it's like a bone sesh. Like fun... What? Bone
1: sesh. A bone sesh, yes. Bone sesh. But but they probably reached that on the writer's room board. They
0: got yeah. there, and they're like... That's a very often used (laughs) card in the writer's room. (laughs) Uh,
1: So uh, at the end of the day, when she gets back, Dorian has drank all of the angel's blood. I think mostly to
2: solve his pimple that he still has. Ongoing. One of the main characters. I thought the flower in hell was going to take care of cleaning that up. They mushed the flower. They mushed the flower so he didn't have it. So he had to drink angel's blood. Works this every is time. another weird plot line that they're running throughout.
0: It's a main, basically a main character. The uh, I
2: mean, but seriously though, uh, pimples is a huge issue. I struggled with it for a really long time. Pimples is, and yeah, pimples. And uh, it's nice to see somebody else struggling with it. What do you use, Pete? This is our ad break, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah I use he- edible arrangements. <laughs> 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 My skin is now clear. Thanks, wow. Edible Arrangements.
1: <laughs> 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 uh, it's good stuff. Yeah, that's how they get the little uh, banana tubers of the strawberries yep. and they <laughs> suck the pit bull juice out. Exactly. Gross. Good stuff. Uh, so Sabrina comes back, she only has a tiny vial of blood, but Hilda figures out, along with Ambrose, what they could do is they could take the blood and they could turn it into moon juice that they're going to rub themselves of down. Course.
0: With. Right. Of course, it's right obvious. Moon juice. Do
1: the old moon juice thing. I, this is the closest this show has come to sci-fi gobbledygook, like uh, a Star Trek explanation where it's like we've got to reverse the dilithium crystals and fly backwards around the sun. Yeah, uh, I love it. Like I love stuff like that. But it was definitely like, oh, of course we could take. This arcade ritual, maybe it's true. Take a little angel blood, rub ourselves down with it in oil, lay under the moon, and suck up the moon juice.
0: Um, and it, I'll tell you what, it sounded crazy when they were all talking about it, but it was sort of cool when it happened. It was cool when it
1: happened. Yeah. It was. Um, I like uh, one thing that I like about this episode in particular that I want to say now in case I forget for later is this part to me feels like they're exploring different aspects of witch culture. Yeah. Like part one and part two were about, a, as they call out at some point, satanic witches mm-hmm. and what that means and how that plays out. And then here we're exploring different types of covens, different types of uh, witchy worships from around the world. And that includes praying to a moon goddess, which is what we get in this episode. And I think that's neat. Uh, yeah. Saludity. I just,
2: I feel like with this episode, there was too much shit going on and it was hard to enjoy all the, th- all the things, you know what I mean? Because it was just stacked on top of shit after shit after and it was just like, wait, what, 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 what? You know, it was like it was really hard for me to enjoy any of the moon juice stuff because <laughs> poor Roz is a goddamn <laughs> statue and Sabrina doesn't even know yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was there's just it's it was stressful. I was stressed for a lot of this. Not episode. to quote the show, but would you say it's lunacy? Oh mm. my god.
0: Uh, don't Bogart the moon juice if your friends turn to stone.
1: Yes. So they uh, go and they have, uh, they're going to go and have a picnic. Um, oh, we talked about uh, Hilda casually mentions uh, that Roz is going on, and Sabrina's like, oh, that sounds interesting. Uh, she's like, great, interesting points. Here's what's going on with Nick. Yeah. Uh,
0: and she says the line that Nick has always been a bad boy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And now uh, we're talking. What I loved about that is when they turned towards the screen and they said, please listen to the chilling podcast of Sabrina. Yes, exactly. Nice shout out.
0: Uh, you know, we've always p- positioned him right where he is, Bad Boy. Yeah, yeah. Where else could they have gotten that idea? Yes. Uh, so bad Boys then, for th- Life, the feature film.
1: Uh, then, of course, <laughs> great feature film, Charles Melton from Riverdale in Bad Boys for Life. Ooh! Brought it back home. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. Good night.
2: Nice job, Zelbs.
1: So uh, then we get the seed of the hare moon ritual, and of course they're singing a classic witchy song as they walk through the woods. It is from the witch musical Spring Awakening by Duncan Sheik, uh, the song of Purple Supper. This was weird. Yeah, <laughs> sure <laughs> was. This little
0: song feels like it was Dorcas's idea.
1: Well, oh well, what is what? your deal? Like yeah. a Do- bad idea. Uh, hold on. Yeah, Dorcas ends up. up... Do not. Dorcas yeah. ends up in dire straits by the end of the episode, and what oh you're doing you. is rude. Yeah. Um, Respect the dork, man. Dorcas... Respect the dork. Dorcas... <laughs> Dorcas
0: messes up a lot, and she's and not nice.
1: Sure. I, your problem... What was your problem here? That it was a Spring Awakening song? Or oh, no, it was here? just v-
0: very uh, odd and out of place. It felt like it was... Less. I wanted it to be more, like, witchy and yeah. weird, and instead it was, like, a pop song.
1: Right. Well, that's the thing that was weird to me, is, like, I, I love me some Spring Awakening, but that they were like, we're going to take a song from 10 to 15 years ago and sing this in the woods works in any other situation except for this one. But, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It was
2: good. Kieran then, has a nice voice. And then we get a scheduling conflict, you know, like... If you're a cult, you need to schedule the woods and yeah. make sure that nobody else has that. You got to go to the sign up sheet. Yeah, exactly.
1: Because yeah. it turns out, as Sabrina's walking through the woods, she encounters the Carneys.
2: A bunch of tiny
1: gargoyle kids. Yeah, and
2: how does nobody know who they are or what's going on? What do you mean? Like, the uh, Carneys? Yeah, the Carneys. Like, the witches are like, oh, we've never heard of other people. What? Oh, we'll be nice to you? How are you so nice and inviting to no, strangers who this. are wearing creepy like, masks? I,
1: this is, I would say, overall, this sequence of events was my favorite sequence of events of the episode, because you have the cardies come out of the woods. They seem like a very legitimate... Creepy group. Yeah, palpable but, threat is right. going on for the coven, Yeah, and instead they're like, okay, you worship differently let's just kind of feel each other out and have lunch together. Doesn't that sound nice? Yeah, and they get all the information they need to kind of wipe them clean. Absolutely. I mean, it turns out ultimately, like, yeah, the Cardis are the bad guys. Yes. But to the point of exploring different types of witch culture, I like the fact that we're getting, we worship the old gods, we are celebrating Ostera, and this is the way we're doing it, but you're doing this thing...
0: Oh, shit. Alex is losing his power. No. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you
1: have any of those edible arrangements on you? Yep. Oh, man. Uh, so, uh, but that they were celebrating things together. You guys talk because I'm about to sneeze again.
0: Um, I mean, I agree. I like this a lot. And I don't know. They're just trying to figure out. I didn't. Out.
2: I didn't like it because the fact of, like, here's a creepy group bum-rushing your group. But they're a creepy group. The which the is, coven, sure. is a yeah, creepy yeah too. Creep first creep. But, like, The fact that you're going to extend an olive branch and then they're just going to decimate you because you were all like, oh, let's try to be nice to these creepy people. Well, but I think
0: they were trying to feel each other, out. obviously. Um, The coven is in dire straits because they need power and these people seem to have power. It makes sense to like check it out. But also the coven does a lot of things that insults
2: the the pagans. I'm just saying if I'm a secret coven or a secret carny group... (laughs) I am not gonna be cool with like coming up in the woods on another group. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna be like, "Hey, what's up with you about? Oh, hey, here's our secrets. Yeah, we're out of power. Oh, what? Are you? you know what I mean? I was just like, you have well, gotta be a little bit more secretive.
0: What's a fun activity you like to do on the weekends? Like, what's a, like an outdoorsy thing you do in the park? Uh, barbecue. Yeah, a barbecue. Thing. Barbecue juice. So, what if another like there are two? You girls. just look it away from me. You do bake peach
2: juice, like. Isn't
1: that what you call it?
2: I don't, I don't really want to get into this. <laughs> it's called Sneaky Pete. Oh, <laughs> Sneaky Pete. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, no uh, more uh, questions. <laughs> 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 it's a drink you make for your birthday. Yes. Yes. I make a Why punch. Why are you so uncomfortable about this? <laughs> because this is, has nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> he asked you what you do on the weekends. And yeah. I, so let's your birthday, say you're, and you're at a falls. barbecue. Yeah. Yeah.
0: and um,
2: Somebody else. Uh, I'll give you an example. I, uh, in the park, uh, in Prospect Park, You can either sign up for the areas or you can get there first and claim it. Yes. I get there first and claim it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Other group try to come up to us and be like, hey. I was like, your paper means nothing. I was here at 6 a.m. Use that other so picnic.
0: you fight with them. You don't say, yeah. like, there's grill enough yeah. for all of us, yeah,
2: exactly. So, imagine if you will, right? right? You
1: get there first, mm-hmm. you got one of those picnic tables in prospect parks, one of the ones near the grill, right? I assume it's just off the picnic house, is where we're talking yeah, about, exactly. Uh, so you're there, you got that ready, but like, you can't get that grill started, your power is not as strong as it used yeah, to be, yeah, right? Yeah. And then a bunch of fucking maniacs and animal masks come up and they're like, we'd like to use this place, and we've brought fire. There you go.
2: And you're like, no, you get out of here? Yeah, I'm like, go fuck yourself. And then they kill you and eat you. And they're Yeah, like, but at least I go out fighting my own turns. I don't give them the knives to then stab me with them. But then they're like, what is in Sneaky Pete? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I have them. Yeah. Oh, what is in Sneaky Pete? Uh, never revealed. Never revealed? Yeah. And it changes every year. Oh, that's not a recipe. Like all great
0: chefs. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember. It changes all the
2: time. Yep.
0: Is
1: my recipe. Great. Uh, So we have this thing going on in the woods. We'll uh, jump through some of the things that are going on there. While that's going on, Harvey heads to the carnival with a gun. With his magic wand. A rifle. A rifle rifle to find out what's going on with Roz. Uh, So we get the Cardies and the coven. They're very politely, nervously facing off. The first thing that happens is Elspeth is like, should we pray to Lilith? And everybody pauses for a moment. They're like, no, we don't have to do that right now. The carnies, that's the first note to them that something is off with this coven. Uh, Sabrina and Nick talk to the snake lady who asks, she's like, oh, you've been having uh, sex with other people, right? And sort of needles them right there. Uh, Also- Cutting the bread hard. Yeah. Hard cutting after uh, that. The carnival barker is talking to Zelda and Ambrose, uh, and they kind of talk about where are you from, and they're like, oh, we're sort of from everywhere, from the Earth, but we're thinking maybe we'll settle down roots here, which, again, is digging right into what's going on with Zelda right now in particular. Uh, and then Hilda uh, Hilda talks to the fortune teller lady who asks if she's a weaver, and she's like, yeah, I guess I have a weaver. She's a spider, tells her that he keeps the spider as pets, and the fortune teller's like, pets, they're not pets, they belong to the earth, and, and casts the- some sort of spell on her. I yeah. know, I'm and we didn't- super
0: nervous about that. And yeah, what do you think, spiders in her brains?
2: Probably. Brain spiders? spiders. Well, Brain spiders. That or like, spiders are going to attack her in her sleep. Oh, something like that. Or I mean, she's getting spider power. She's going to become Spider-Man. Or spider she's no, like any time she sees a spider, she won't try to. Yeah, If it's a curse, she'll become Spider-Man, but she'll be Andrew
1: Garfield Spider-Man. Ooh, mm. horrified. Yes.
0: Everybody we, eats a couple spiders a year.
2: Maybe she's just going to eat one more. It's yeah. a Is that true? Fact I feel it's like it's a Snapple fact that it's eight. In your lifetime, you I'll eat, tell you ate. what. I don't want to open up something I'm drinking and find
1: out facts about spiders. I'm just going to throw that out
0: there. Yeah, I don't want Snapple to know how I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Get There's out of a a my bedroom, Snapple.
1: A lot of questions there. I f- sometimes feel like I'm in a thruple with my wife and uh, <laughs> Snapple. <laughs> oh, my God. Snapple thruple? <laughs> Snapple, thruple. Snapple, thruple. <laughs> Snapple thruple? Snapple thruple. Snapple thruple. Snapple thruple. Snapple thruple. Uh, so uh, after that uh, Let's see where we are uh, The Spellmans are basically have had enough And they decide to conjure a storm To get rid of everybody Very passive aggressive uh, Unfortunately it doesn't work But the Cardi dude notices it And is like Hmm, they're weak I think yeah. we could take care of them At which point <laughs> They completely screw everything up Dorcas is trying to do a bone sesh with mm-hmm. Nick. Again, yep. that card pops right up on that writer's room wall.
0: And again, what a great bad boy line he has here. This is also my motto Get lost, Dorcas. I'm not in the mood. That's your motto? That's my motto. Dorcas
1: always <laughs> cry, try to crawl up on Tim Dutz? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What is happening? Thank you for saying Dem Nuts. Yeah, no problem. Uh, So uh, Nick uh, wants her to get lost, at which point she gets bit by a snake. The snake lady sucks the poison out of her leg, at which point Nick rips the snake in half. (laughs) He's like, no problem, took care of this. He was
0: so proud of himself. In all of his tough times, this is a moment of pure happiness. He's like, look what I did. This snake's in two pieces now.
1: (laughs) His expression is so funny. And I don't want to throw our heroes under the bus here. They really screw up across the board yes, with these cards' They are bad. They're just not good at this. No. Uh so not that they bring this on themselves, they, they don't do deserve, but they do. Like they cause this. Yes. Uh so at this point, the cardies are pissed. Uh they say they worship the old gods that are here first and they're very upset about it. Meanwhile, Harvey goes to the carnival and finds a bunch of stone statues in the snake lady's chambers, freaks out, uh, then back to the coven. They're worried about the pagans. And then we get the big fight in the episode. Nick snaps at Sabrina. Stomps off, uh, which I feel
0: like Nick in this scene goes from bad boy to bad boy. He's such a pouty little boy in this scene. Well, But in for the first half And then he actually This is a great scene
1: It's So good So well acted From yeah. Gavin Le- Leatherwood And Kiernan Schick uh, Very hard to watch Yeah Because we've been kind of like Playing around The nastiness And the heartache Of what's happening In this relationship But this is the turning point Yeah Very much so.
0: And I love the way it's sort of like Nick has mixed up pleasure and pain in his life because he is both in love with Sabrina and also very angry at her. And so it's all just a mess in his head right Dude, now. Dude,
2: when he says you weren't worth it. Yeah. I
1: wrote down that line because he's uh, lashing out at her and saying, uh, I, I went to hell. I was tortured every day. They ripped out my tongue. I never slept. It was a constant wrestling match. Uh, Lucifer, your father was in my head. I see you. I see your father when I see you. I
2: did it to protect you, and you aren't worth it. Hoof. And she was like, You don't know what you're saying right now. You're so just. Harsh, so harsh. And that's true. Like, she is letting him kind of blow off steam a little bit, which is super nice of her to be like, All right, I'm not going to kind of really take this to heart because you're just venting. I mean, you've been through so much shit. Yeah. Like, and he kind of gets into it. Like, Yeah, you can't imagine what that's like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And this is the scene where he. He talks, Nick sort of alludes to the fact that he's jealous of Harvey. Like yes. Like, he thinks that Sabrina's going to end up yeah. with him. And this moment is where I was really like, oh, this season is about Sabrina and Harvey um, losing their virginity together.
2: Yeah. I think so, too.
1: I think that's definitely
2: where we're and heading And like us. you said, it'll be like a Wonder Years thing while they do it in the barn.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's a
2: long way around the barn. Yeah. Do they do it in the barn on Wonder Years? Yes, All it's yeah, actually a great Winnie scene. Winnie and yeah. Kevin?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a,
0: raining. They get stuck in a barn. Oh. They do it. There. Yeah. Oh, they're man. in the hay like animals,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're running <laughs> like animals. <laughs>
1: Was this your fanfic? Is that was going on, no,
0: this is real. This is real fic. Yeah, uh, I love it.
1: I mean, I sure, uh, in my fanfic. I really got into it. To be a fly on that white writer's room wall when they finally put up that bone sash card, you know, that uh, took
0: yeah. a lot of seasons to build to it.
1: Yeah, it really did. Uh, while this is going on, while Nick is laying into Sabrina and then the
0: drinking out of a flask, the ultimate bad boy. Move.
1: Oh my god! Not even a bottle. Like no. he, that probably has absinthe in it as well. Yeah. Pretty fucked up. Uh, while that's going on, Agatha and Dorcas are doing their best to fix everybody else's messes.
0: And they are the, definitely the crack duo you want
2: on the case. Yes. Well, also, it was upsetting that no one cared about them later. Yes,
0: Agreed,
1: it was very odd. <laughs> they were, they were, like, were like, Hey,
2: you've got to send that to smooth things over. Then nobody cared. Hours how it went. later,
1: they're like, Don't worry about it, got to get our powers back. Yeah, yeah.
2: No, the whole point was they were gonna save the day, and all of a sudden, you don't care about that well, planet. They should not have trusted nobody. No. Checks so in, or takes a mood cake, uh, to
1: apologize. Uh, she is wandering through the woods, she sees a bunch of snakes crawling around his tree and screams. Agatha is following her. She and the best way to tail someone is to stumble blindly behind them in high heels. Yes. <laughs> and then not pay attention to where they go because you hear a flute. Yes. Well, Agatha, she gets charged. She clearly gets charged. You see a glow around her by some sort of pan man. Well, yeah, it's the carnival barker which we saw in a vision in the previous episode. Is also some sort of padman. The way that he's doing that—that is very big. John Hamm using the saxophone on SNL energy. Yeah, like just doing like holding the pad flute with one and waving that other hand in the air and kind of shaking his hips, getting loose. Very funny. Uh, obviously, things go badly for Agatha after that.
0: I don't know. She's having a pretty good time. You think so? Dorcas definitely gets the raw deal here. Yeah, her. sure. And it is she's like, who are you? And it's like, it's the snake lady who's just <laughs> sucking right. on you your leg. Just, you just yeah. saw her. You just saw her. She She sucked on your leg. There are too many snakes in this episode. There, like, there's too much snake stuff going yeah. on.
1: Yeah, Pete, do you have that problem where you forget people who sucked on your leg? A couple of minutes later? Don't have that problem. Okay. Nice. So, there you hear it, folks. If you ever want to suck on a leg, suck on Pete's leg. He'll remember your name. That's That's
2: nice. Sneaky Pete. Yes. And I'll respect you afterwards. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, So,
1: I'm being serious. Uh, I don't know. It was weird the way you said that. Yep. Uh, So uh, (laughs) after all of that, uh, Nick approaches Lucifer, and Lucifer's like, I'm going to bestow a most delicious gift on you. I love it when they say that. Always a delightful line. Uh, And he offers him dragon tears and another drug, and says, "I will give you these. These are the real deal, bro. Just one taste, and you'll you're have gonna a go. Now you'll never
2: have to come down.
1: Yes, it's so uh, gonna kill him. He's gonna kill him. And all you need to do is one favor. And that's kind of what Nick wants. He just wants to die at this point. Meanwhile, the rest of the coven, minus Agatha, Dorcas, and Nick, who they don't seem to care about too much, yep. is all lying under the moon. Hilda does a very nice prayer and talks about what Mother Moon means. Yep. They all yeah. start turning blue and glowing, and they're very so happy cool. about it. Juiced up." That moon juice is dripping all over them. All that delicious moon juice. And the pagans, meanwhile, they cut a sickle in the moon cake and then they start eating the moon cake. And we see chunks being taken out of the moon.
0: This was cool. That was very cool. They shut the moon all the way down.
1: They did. uh, And I don't remember. I think it's Ambrose who says it, who says, Oh, no, I believe someone is swallowing the moon.
0: Yeah, they very much know what's going on. Yes. And they're all in this high stakes situation. In their underwear, yep. right? Which I'm, I'm down. I'm here for that.
1: Yeah, I was here for that too. Uh, Harvey returns, finds out Ro- Roz has been turned into stone, like Deucid. the rest of this. Uh, she's been, uh, been deuced, deuced. D- I, I keep saying it wrong. Uh, and then the coven is panicking. They head back to the school for safety. They're like, we're under attack, but they find there are stakes in their beds. And they freak out. Turns out, there's uh, motherfucking snakes.
0: And there's, motherfucking motherfucking beds. You know, there's motherfucking bad.
1: Motherfucking bed. Uh, they find out the pagans are outside. They're in the fog. I believe it's Melvin who tells them. Of course, another one. Bad pa- news, Melvin. Bad news, Melvin. The original bad boy, Melvin. <laughs> the bad. bad news, uh, they boy. find out and the pagans say, "Hey, your time is over. You have three days to decide to join us, or there's going to be blood sacrifice." See you later. And it turns out that left in the fog is Agatha, who is dancing strangely and cackling. And Dorcas, the hero of the show, has been turned into a statue. Oh, and bummed. that's... It's heartbreaking. When, when they see Dorcas, that's where they realize they need to act. Yes. They're like, we got to save her. Now, w- real quick, what do you think? Why don't they just join the pagans?
0: What's the downside there?
1: Uh, it's giving up the religion.
0: Like, why don't you but become they've, Jewish? Also,
1: they've, <laughs> they've pagans <laughs>
2: are... They've been...
1: They're oh, do hurting I get? What people in the I town. I they're they're hurting people in the town. <laughs> you could have apples and honey. That's a pretty good power. I'm into that. I, yeah. I mean, I I like mean the, they're delicious. I got to tell Jewish you. Jewish food is very, very good. Yeah. Latkes, matzo ball soup. Great um, stuff. Love it. Yeah. yeah. But here's what the thing. What are you daddy? No, I, can, no, I can eat that no, already. No.
2: No. You're being an anti-Semitic right now. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, don't I am. Only <laughs> about the food. <laughs> yeah. What's the big deal? It's just the food. Ooh,
1: good. You're you're turned Jewish by the second. No, I was, I was doing what? Larry David. Oh, oh okay. okay. I'm not. Gonna uh, but I guess where that's, are you going with this, Pete? <laughs> we'll take this off, Mike. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's
0: good. Um, they've already given up their religion. They stopped worshiping the Dark Lord. Right. They are lost. With they, they're literally just craving the power they used to have. They don't right. have any beliefs it seems like they're willing to worship the moon briefly just for the power. Sure. So like they could easily just be
2: like, all right, we'll be pagans now.
1: Yeah, I guess they could do that, you but it feels like that's a step.
2: That's a step too far for them. It you seems that just way. Join some random cult that runs up on you in the woods. I don't know. That's how I joined the several cults. I have <laughs> <met America. laughs>
0: um, I don't know. better it, cults, bro. It just struck me. I'm doing fine. It just struck me as, um, odd, uh, how they, they're they like, we would never do that. We need to find a diff- slightly different thing for us to worship. Sure. And when they're being threatened
1: with their lives. Well, I think, I mean, this is what they're going to be struggling with going forward, probably. Uh, just a couple of last things to wrap up the episode here. Uh, Zelda decides they need to take the step to free the Dark Lord and to get their power back. They're like, well, it'll be bad, but... That's better than what's going on here. Crazy. Uh, Sabrina's like, let me talk to my daddy. I got this in the bag. And when she gets down there, it turns out Nick is lying in the circle. ODing. ODing on Dragon's Tear and whatever the other thing was. And um, having a seizure, basically. And that's Mm -hmm. how we had the episode. Pretty messed up for everybody. Everybody is in very dire straits here. Before we wrap up this episode of Chilling Podcast of Sabrina, though, which witch reigns supreme this episode Pete, hit us with your choice.
2: I'm going with Madam Satan. She was Wait, the what? only one who didn't let me down in this episode. Hilda let me down. Zelda let me down. Sabrina let me down. Madam Satan, the only one keeping it at 100 in this she episode. Was really? in she this was barely in, this barely episode. in the episode. She still kept it 100. Okay. Uh, who kept it 100 for you, <laughs> Justin?
0: I'm so glad we're using that term. Uh, very Larry Wilmore of you. Yeah, um, man.
2: I'm Shout out to the Wilmore, dude. Love that guy. Uh, Great show. Uh, when is that on again? <laughs>
1: oh, come wow. on, man. Okay, that was real. tough. Time. That was it too was. far. It tough was time. Larry. I know you're religiously to listen to this podcast. I'm Huge sorry. Sabrina fan. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, I agree. It is a tough call. Everyone was yeah. mostly off making the, mistakes. They were, yeah, they were off their game this episode. Um, but I'm going to throw it out to, I feel like I did this last episode, Ambrose. Um, he's okay. the one who cracks the case, realizes they're why they're being depowered. He's the research guy. He's he the only one time that he, in hell. He loves hell. He's the one that knows he has to go to his books. Um, I gotta say though, uh, as I'm saying that I feel like Dorian really behaved as much himself as he possibly could in this episode sure. and he
1: was having a blast. I gotta give a shout out to Nick in this episode. Like he's making some really bad decisions, but from an acting perspective, loved what Gavin Leatherwood was doing here. Uh, his, as we talked about, his speech to Sabrina just cut to the core completely. It's such a hard way, and if anybody is keeping it one hundred, it's that guy.
2: Now, are you saying that because he's probably dead and we'll never see him again, and that's why?
1: He's not you want dead. want to give
2: him a shout-out He's not dead. He's gone. He's not dead. Come on. Come on. He's bad. Yeah. He's not dead. He's boy, too bad, bad to be dead. Yeah. Even
0: if
1: he goes to hell, get him back again or something like that. All right? Yeah. He's bad to the bone sesh. Ooh, I like it. And if you like it, oh, you should support don't. it. Don't. You should support our podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. We do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft. In New York, come on by. We'll definitely chat with you about chilling adventures of Sabrina. We don't have dedicated social feeds for Sabrina, but you can check out our Riverdale feeds Riverdale Dark on Twitter, Riverdale After on Instagram, Riverdale After Dark on Facebook. Uh, Also, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice. Please do comment on iTunes and the chilling podcast of Sabrina feed in particular. That helps us out quite a bit for the show. And we really appreciate it. Comic book club live.com for this podcast and more. And we'll see you for the next bone chest with an edible arrangement in
2: hand. Oh my God.